guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five Front Range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk. And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own mountain pie. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. Uh, We're going to talk CSU basketball, another big win for the Rams tonight. They took down Fresno State 80-70. Going to spend the first part of the podcast talking about that game. And then uh, it's movie week here at DNVR. We've got uh, the Oscars coming up on Sunday. You've probably seen uh, the Twitter polls, and you know we did the whole uh, bracket to allow you guys to uh, vote on the best sports movies of all time. We even have a, a consolation bracket going, a, a NIT, if you will, of the of the, a lot of the movies that we left off. Uh, so I'm gonna just give my thoughts on a couple of famous sports movies. Talk about a little bit how the voting went in that first round. Give my thoughts just on. A couple overrated sports movies, a couple of movies I think are underrated, 
uh, just that kind of stuff, you know, fun stuff. I, I really do enjoy uh, talking about, you know, the different pop culture stuff and I'm a big movie buff, so it'll be fun to just kind of branch into that a little bit. Uh, but first, I definitely want to focus on what happened tonight in the Valley. Uh, the Rams went 80 to 70 on the road, like I said. Kind of a weird game, honestly. Uh, Fresno State actually outscored CSU 40 to 38 in the second half, but luckily uh, they had the 12 point lead from the first half that they were able to uh, just kind of sit on that lead and, and ultimately pull away. Honestly, like, I'm not that concerned. You you definitely would not want to let Fresno State come back the way that they did. I think the the defensive intensity lacked a little bit in the closing minutes. But, you know, Fresno State was playing hard. You could just see they were going. Uh, they, they were throwing everything they had at CSU. They really wanted this one. And really, that's kind of what I expected. You know, I said before this game that this was a a game that was going to be a lot tighter than when they played at Moby Arena and although it didn't really look like that for uh, part of the game I mean there were moments where the Rams really looked like they had a chance to run them off the floor they were up by uh, 17 at one point in the second half so you know that it's not like the the chance to blow them out wasn't there but you know like I've said kind of repeatedly this Fresno State team is just they're a lot more talented than than the record indicates. They're they're really young. They just have not come together in the same way that uh, CSU has, at least in these early in this uh, second year under Justin Hudson Hudson, however you pronounce that. I always mispronounce his last name, uh, Hudson, I believe. But just a um, a solid solid team victory on the road. I want to highlight a couple of individual performances, and then we'll kind of talk about. Uh, what some of the the big keys were, uh, at least in my opinion. But gotta start by congratulating Nico Carvacho, the big chili, the big man, senior center, is now the Mountain West sole leader in uh, all time rebound or excuse me in all time double doubles. At 46, he passed uh, Jordan Caroline, who we actually got to see Nico battle against quite a bit over the years. And those are two guys that I think you could say have a a friendship at this point you kind of saw it uh, pretty frequently on social media you know whenever Caroline would get any type of accolades Nico would always be dapping him up and vice versa so just kind of cool I mean Jordan Caroline was a stud at Nevada just a, did a little bit of it all so for Nico to, to own this record I just think it's a it's a really big deal I mean there have been a lot of legends that have played in the Mountain West I know the Mountain West doesn't get the the same reputation that you know, the ACC, the Big 12, uh, the Big East even, some of the bigger basketball conferences from, you know, over the years get. But it's not like this is a league that had some scrubs. I mean, if you if you hold the all-time double-double record, that means you're over guys like Jordan Caroline, Kawhi Leonard, Andrew Bogut. I mean, those are world champions. So this is a, this is a big deal. I mean, Nico's just been... The definition of consistency, consistency, got to get tongue-tied here. You can tell it's late. He's just been so consistent, though, over the last couple of years, and he's just been uh, the rock for this program. You know, I talked about it after the UNLV game. I, I saw Kevin wrote an article on it. Um, but you just, you can't, you can't over, 
estimate, you know, just how much uh, Carvacho has impacted this young group. I mean, his ability to to lead them and guide and be that senior presence, because you know, as talented as these as these freshmen are, they're still freshmen in college, and as 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 mature as they are, you know, they're still eighteen, nineteen year olds. And to have a guy like Nico around that's been around the block that quite frankly had to go through a, a college career that was just so chaotic and, and so much more stressful than what these young guys are gonna have to go through. And I you know, I just I think he deserves a ton of credit. One, like I said, after the UNLV win for staying dedicated to CSU through it all, for being proud to represent the Rams in the community, uh, but also just for you know, being selfless enough to to understand that they're a better team if he relies on some of these other guys a little bit, if he doesn't try to do everything himself. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you've been, you know, propped up as the guy for years and you've been told you're going to go, you know, play pro ball for years and all this. So for him to, to have the awareness and the selflessness, the unselfishness to be a quality teammate to continue to just dominate the glass. I mean, he's still leading the Mountain West in rebounding, and man, he was a force tonight. This is a good rebounding Fresno State team, and Nico Carvacho, he really had his way down low. I mean, he missed a couple of, missed a couple of shots down low in the paint, but also had a couple of really nice moves and finishes. I think we're seeing him just get more comfortable as the season has gone on, and just out of his head, I mean... He didn't look as uncomfortable at the free throw line. I, I said that at, after the UNLV game, too. He's just looking like a guy that's out there having fun again. And it's good to see. It's encouraging to see because, one, you know, like I've talked about in the past, he's just a good dude. I, I enjoy being around Nico. I want to see him have a, you know, successful finish to his career because I think he deserves it. But I also think he's earned it. I just, I think he's a, a quality teammate. I think he's a, a tremendous basketball player and he definitely, definitely made a big impact tonight. So make sure you show the big chili some love. Make sure you congratulate him uh, for this accomplishment. It, it really is a big deal. Um, I know the, I know the free throws and all that have been frustrating at times, but just with everything that he's done for this program, he deserves so much support and he's he's really playing well of late. I mean, he's he's playing great defense. He's playing more aggressive on the offensive end. He's always been a great rebounder. They need they need Nico Rollin if they're going to have any chance of making noise in Vegas. And and that's just the reality. They need him. They really do. And uh, moving on from Nico there, along with the big man, along with the big Chile, it was a really nice showing from Isaiah Stevens. Now. He only finished 4 of 10 from the field, 13 points, missed both of his three-pointers, but just what he did as a facilitator, it was so crucial. Had a game-high 8 assists. Uh, Fresno State really brought a lot of pressure in this game. They tried to do the full-court press. They were trying to make him think fast and you know try and cause some turnovers, cause some havoc in the backcourt and really just slow down the pace. But Stevens did a great job of, you know, not rushing things, getting the ball to Roddy at midcourt or dishing it down the floor to, to Moore or Thistlewood who were able to to knock down a couple of threes. So it was just really a, 
a great job of of breaking the press and looking to score. That's what you got to do. You know, if teams are going to press you, if they're going to pressure you, you got to come at them aggressive right back. But the thing that Dave Thorson talked a lot about before this game, before the UNLV game, when you're going against aggressive defense, you know, you want to play fast, but you don't want to play so fast that you're out of control. And that's what happens to a lot of young guards, especially when you, you know, get a guy in their face the way they were consistently doing to Stevens. Uh, but Stevens just did what he did, has done all year, which is just, you know, be clutch, be a guy that the Rams can depend on. Like I said, not necessarily the, the best game from the field, only four of 10, but he did really knock down some big jump shots when the team needed him. Uh, there were a couple of moments where the Bulldogs were making runs and, and Isaiah was able to just, you know, knock down a mid-range jump shot and just kind of slow things down. And that's really what he's been for this team all season. He's just been that calming presence. The offense just flows so much better when he's out there. I mean, you see it. I mean, they, they feel like they really can't take him off the floor at times. He played 36 minutes tonight, and I think a lot of that was because every time they tried to get him some rest, Fresno State would make a run, and they just they just needed his presence on the floor tonight. So really, really big game from Isaiah, even though – uh, he didn't necessarily have the best shooting performance. Along with that, Roddy finished in double digits, 11 points on 3 of 9 from the field. Adam Thistlewood, 12 points. He he was off and on, had a ton of good looks. He finished 3 of 9 from 3-point range, but uh, there were 4 or 5 of them that were just wide open, great looks in rhythm, and just wasn't able to knock them down. Now, you're not going to lose any sleep over that. Adam's a great shooter. He's been a great shooter. And that's what the staff preaches to him. You know, if he's if he's missing, they want him to keep shooting. It's not a situation where, you know, some guys, they start firing threes and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, no. But I don't ever, I don't ever feel nervous when Adam is taking a shot because he just doesn't really take bad shots. He only makes good decisions with the basketball, uh, really has, has a good flow. There was one tonight, I would say, that was a little bit of a heat check after he made uh, back-to-back threes, kind of forced one early in the shot clock. But then again, you know, it was it was open. It's not like it was a terrible shot. It was just a little early in the possession for my taste. But hey, you know, I get it. The analytics say if it's open, fire away. Uh, but there's always just, you know, the argument that, you know, you could have worked it for a, for a better possession. So... Ultimately, a big game from the starters. All five of them finished in double digits. Only got 15 points out of the bench tonight. Um, not not the greatest night from from Deshaun Thomas. Um, he he had a, a turnover. Looked a little bit lost on defense, but I, I'm really not worried about him. It was it was a tough situation. He only got 10 minutes tonight, and every time he got put in, it was kind of like out of nowhere and cold and and that's not even a criticism on the coaching staff that's just a matter of how the game played out and then he had to come in late and was able to to play the last couple of minutes pretty strong once Nico fouled out so ultimately if if you're going to take anything away from it I'm not worried about the couple of minutes where DT struggled a little bit I'm more encouraged by the fact that he was able to come back from that and rebound well down the stretch play those final three minutes strong 
they need they need Thomas, they need Tanjay, they need Martin and Edwards, they need all these guys if they're gonna have, you know, any chance of of making a run. I know it's kind of a cliche to be like, we're all in this together. <laughs> Quote High School Musical. Uh, speaking of sports related movies, I don't know if I would call that a sports movie per se, <laughs> but uh, you know, getting back on track, just. They need everyone if they're going to have a chance to win. That's this team's greatest strength is that they're a collective. It's it's their biggest strength is in numbers, and guys are are they're handling their roles. You know they're not trying to do too much. They're not trying to be heroes, and that that's just quality basketball. You don't really see that uh, in the modern era quite as often. It's the game's changing. I get it. But I just I have a, a soft spot in my heart for teams like this that genuinely value quality team basketball on both ends and understand that, you know, we can win even if we're, we don't necessarily have the best player on the floor because our, you know, strengths as a whole outweigh that one individual player. And you saw that with Nevada and Jalen Harris. I mean, Harris went off absolutely went off in that game hit the dagger three even with five seconds left CSU is still able to win in this game Hart went for 29 quiet I mean kind of quietly 12 of 21 for 29 points in 28 minutes really really great showing from him from a Niven Hart on Fresno State but he wasn't able to beat the Rams by himself that's the thing about this team Everybody chips in, everyone does their part, and they never quit fighting. And that's a recipe for success. You can win that way. You can win in Vegas, and as we've seen, you can win in the league play. So really, really setting up here for a monster game against Utah State next Tuesday. This game should be a sellout. I kind of doubt that it will. Um, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. But at this point... Until I see it, I doubt that it that it will. But, I mean, at the very minimum, 6,500, close to 7,000. Moby needs to be rocking, guys. This is going to be the biggest game in three years. I know we said that with Nevada and UNLV, but as they keep winning, I mean, the stages keep intensifying. But this is a big, big win. This is one that the Rams, it would just, if you're able to get a home win here and split against Utah State, it's going to do it's just going to be so big in terms of finishing in the top three. You end up having, you know, that, that split. It just, ah, this is such a huge game, such a huge game. I don't want to like keep going over the fact that you want to finish in the top three over and over again. Cause I feel like I talk about that every single podcast, but you guys get it. You know, if you finish in the top two, you don't end up having to play uh, San Diego state till the, the final at the earliest. If the, the, er, the higher you finish, the lower the teams you get to face. It's pretty simple. I was never great at math, but I, even I can understand that. So big, big game coming up. Big road win tonight. Love the fight that we saw. Love that they were able to to lock it down after Fresno State made a late run. We've just seen that with this group. They they always seem to be able to settle themselves, whether they're you know winning and then blow it and then being able to, to kind of uh, settle things down or just you know being down and fighting their way back into the game they don't get too high they don't get too low so lots of basketball cliches tonight but they definitely apply and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this 
season plays out and I'm very excited to see how the Mountain West tournament plays out in Vegas. It's going to be a blast. I, I absolutely cannot wait to get out there. But first, we've got a couple of big games coming up over the next month. We'll obviously be there for it all. Going to take a quick break here to acknowledge our partners. And then when we come back, just going to talk a little bit of movies and Bachelor and stuff. Pretty much covered all my thoughts on this CSU Fresno State game. Just a big win. If I forgot anything, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Got signing day coming up. So all kinds of stuff coming on if you're not a subscriber. Now's the perfect time to subscribe. I mean, if if I was a CSU fan, I would want all the, the inside info on this basketball team that I could get. That's just me. Call me crazy. Hey, call me maybe Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, you, you can tell it's late, folks. Anyways, going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to talk some movies uh, when we come back. Alrighty, folks, it's time to take a second to acknowledge our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge have been serving locals for two decades plus. You know the deal, whether it's Colorado Core Strawberry Sky, that's what I was drinking during the Super Bowl. I really was a hit, not going to lie. Wasn't that boring guy that showed up with Keystone or Bud Light. No offense if that's what you drink. I can put down a, a Keystone or a Bud Light myself. But if you're trying to impress the ladies, if you're trying to impress your friends, show up with some Breckenridge brews. You're going to be the hit of the party. They recently released a collaboration with the Nuggets. What? Who does that? So dope. Uh, next time you, you grab some beer, make sure it's Breck. Pick it up at the liquor store. Pick it up at the grocery store. Wherever you can find some delicious cold beers, Breck will be there. Shout out to those guys. Have just so much love for them. My coworkers actually got to go on a on a tour of Breck this afternoon. I unfortunately wasn't able to because of work and the weather, and just getting down there was a hassle. Uh, but I can I can have Breck and be happy up here too. Always got a six pack in the fridge, so you know sucks I missed out on the tour. But tough to be sad when I've got an ice-cold Breck on deck. That was pretty good. I'm getting better at improvising, folks. Those reads are pretty much my nightmare. I, uh, I'd rather do 50 straight minutes of, of improvising podcasts and, and talking sports than having to do the podcast reads. It's like my, bla- my brain suddenly forgets how to do anything creative, and I feel like I am always just so, so corny. But hey, that's the biz. And you got to practice. Practice makes perfect. Practice. We talking about practice? Not a game. Not a game. Sorry, I I literally can't say the word practice without thinking of the Allen Iverson rant. Uh, But I just wanted to take a couple of minutes and give you some discombobulated thoughts on a bunch of sports movies. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be kind of random. Uh, There's not really any rhyme or reason. I just kind of wanted to get out a couple of hot takes that I didn't get to release on some of the combined podcasts that some of my coworkers did. Uh, Let's let's start things off here. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is a little bit of a controversial movie in the DNVR group chat. I personally, personally don't think Jerry Maguire is even a sports movie. I understand he's a sports agent. I understand that it's technically a part of it. Uh, But I just think that sports matters so little to the plot that it's not really a sports movie. Now, 
I have conceded on it can be a sports movie and a rom-com. I, I've conceded on this. My original point was that it's a rom-com, not a sports movie. I'll compromise and say it's both. But if that's the approach we're going to go, there's better there's better movies than Jerry Maguire, especially if you're operating, you know, under the the categorization of a sports movie. Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. It's a movie that's definitely not super popular. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore came out in 05, I think, right after the Red Sox won the World Series. Didn't even crack our list. I watched this like a week ago. It was pretty good. Fever Pitch was pretty good. A lot better than I remembered it being. I don't know if I just thought it was bad because that's what everyone thinks like in society and I just let groupthink get to me or I I don't know. I'm not a huge Jimmy Fallon guy overall, but if we're talking like a love story that's also a sports movie, sports are way more integral to the, the fever pitch plot than Jerry Maguire. Fever pitch is way more of a sports movie than Jerry Maguire is. And also, I think it's a little bit more entertaining. Is it as good of a movie? Definitely not. Jerry Maguire's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's it's dramatic. I like Tom Cruise, like Zellweger. You know, the storyline, the they fall in love, yada, yada, yada. That's all great. I just, I hate when it gets thrown into the conversation for greatest sports movie because sports just don't matter to the plot. If Jerry is a music agent, it's the exact same movie. That's how I feel. That that that's my take on on sports movies slash rom coms. Um, another take I have: Semi Pro got upset by Hoosiers. I'm disappointed. I understand that older older sports fans have a soft spot for Hoosiers and, and Rudy. I don't like either of those films. I just don't. I'm sorry. I think they're boring. I've tried to get into them. I'm a sports guy. I've watched sports movies my whole life. I even like Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is slow and, and corny. Just ridiculous. I mean, he turns his turns his crops into a baseball field. Economically, it makes no sense. But still a great film. But Rudy and Hoosiers, I just I can't get behind them. Semi-Pro is it's just so much more entertaining. It's one, it's one of Will Ferrell's most underrated films. That and the other guys. I've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, but subtly, Semi-Pro was really, really creative. A lot of the, the more outrageous things that they, they did, some of the promotions and stuff, they, they worked off of real things, real crazy things that happened in the ABA. So it was funny, but it was also like kind of historically accurate. Not, you know, entirely, obviously, but it was just a great movie. And I'm really disappointed that it got upset in the first round. Right now, my low seed that I'm pulling for, uh, number 13 seed, I believe, for the love of the game, Kevin Costner, another baseball film, watched it today. I think it was only the second, maybe third time I've seen this movie all the way through. First time in well over a decade. I, I used to watch a ton of Costner flicks growing up, but it just been a while, and I really, really enjoyed it. First off, like in terms of the the baseball scenes, actually pretty good because Kevin Costner's a decent athlete and enjoys playing baseball. I actually 
listened to another podcast that he did with Bill Simmons on The Ringer where he talked about this and when they were filming it and he he had to take steroids because he was just throwing like thousands of pitches a day and just absolutely tearing his arm up. Uh, but I just, I don't think there's anybody that portrays sports better than Kevin Costner. He kills it in draft day, kills it in every baseball movie that he's ever been in. He's just a guy that he's the perfect sports movie actor. Kurt Russell's probably my, my other favorite one. He's more of like the coach guy I get, but just, just great films. And I'm having a lot of fun watching, rewatching some of these movies and just kind of going down memory lane. And I'm I'm going to give some more thoughts throughout the week. So I'll be more organized next time around, but just kind of wanted to throw those thoughts out there as we get started with this whole movie week process. That's about it. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have plenty of content throughout the week. Obviously a big day tomorrow with signing day. Hope everyone enjoyed the game tonight. Hope everyone uh, stays warm. All that fun stuff. Word. Peace out. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice The water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non